I was telling my wife when we were on the ride, I said, when we first, we passed the first Confederate flag, I just heard everybody go, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just yeah. in utter shock. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. It was like, it was like playing a game of slug bug. I was yeah. like, the Northern folks aren't used to seeing those very much. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. I was, I, I was expecting to see something completely inappropriate after I saw that Confederate oh, flag. Oh, dude. I mean, like it a was deep. We were deep. By a human being. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild ass seats. Stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Are you following the 530 Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at 530Bikers. I started getting tattooed in the 90s, like the mid-90s when like just solid black tribal was the you know was yeah. the, the tattoo of the day and so uh, so many of my early tattoos were just dark black tribal but that's you know have you covered up any tattoos or i've not covered yours? any up i've got one on the back of my calf which is the very first one i've that i ever got and i'm very seriously thinking about having a cover-up done you're, and your actually first, if i your first tattoo was on the back of your calf the back of my calf yep Wow. It's like it was like the tramp stamp of the '90s for guys. I was going to ask like you what's what's what was the driving factor between picking that location for you? Um, that location for me, it was uh, someplace that could be seen in the summertime and covered up. You know, if I didn't want to, you know, didn't Go want it to work. be seen, that kind of stuff. Um, but if I if I do get it covered up, I'm going to do like a koi fish, and I'm going to get it covered on the whole back of my ankle just out of curiosity of did calf. you kind of did you kind of walk around flexing your calf in front of all the women is that is that what that was i was kind of ah look at that ah. no like no it was it was like the rider it was like the thing it was like the thing to do in the 90s like every guy got a calf tattoo none of the guys i knew ever got a calf tattoo i wasn't old enough to notice i got so. a tattoo of a calf <laughs> a calf on your calf. It's, Nor- it's Norman from City Slickers. I I, I know there a guy. <laughs> I know a guy that uh, he got two uh, what I would call uh, vanity tattoos. Uh, one of them was he would always walk up to people and he'd be like, "I bet you ten bucks I have your name tattooed on my chest." And yeah. then then it says your name, right? So he's got that yeah. one. And then he would also walk up to girls and say, uh, um, "I bet you ten bucks my cock hang- hangs below my hangs below my knee." And then on on his lower leg, he had a cock hung. So it's just yeah. so sad. So what kind of pickup line is that? That's just. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, like, what kind of women are you using that pickup line? I, I, I would never know. use anything. It would not like work that, on me. I'm I'm just saying that that he you know he did it as a you know kind of funny haha kind of situation, but yeah. Ryan's more he also than he that. also got a really cool David Mann uh mural on the back of one of his arms too. So I mean he, he has a little bit of everything. But so, as soon as he was old enough to get tattoos, he started just he went, you know, all in and sleeved both of his arms in, in two oh years. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah, because young people can't they have no patience. Right. I wonder if like how many people do that and then regret it. Um uh, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of tattoos that that I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't get, but I've you know found that it's a little bit easier to think out your tattoos when you're a little bit older and you have some perspective. Than when right. I mean, I got some <laughs> tattoos when I'm when I was younger, and I look at them now, and I'm like, yeah. It marks a period of time, but I wouldn't choose that tattoo now. Not yeah. Not for any are they cringy amount of money? They're, no, they're not cringy. They're just they're just simple they just and they're 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 tribal and simple, and they, there's nothing much to them. And they're they're um, I liked the design more than I liked. Um, there's not me- much meaning behind them. It didn't, it, but it marks a very specific time in my life. So that's about the best mm. part about it, I guess. And everybody has their own taste. Like if you guys notice, John Doe, all of his tattoos are black, right? So yeah. he doesn't get he doesn't get really any color tattoos, and he's one of those guys who, um, from what I can tell at least, is that his tattoos have a lot more of an old school feel because he gets smaller tattoos, but he gets them. So he'll eventually fill his arms, but they'll be filled with a bunch of small tattoos that cover that area, which is really um, what the old school guys did before like fully developed sleeves came about. It was a bunch of piecemeal tattoos put together. Yeah. I think each different kind has a place. I mean, there's stuff that you see and it's, you wouldn't necessarily get it on yourself, but people do a really good job of bringing everything together and making it look good. I think, I think it's to each their own, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, I've seen people that have just really simple tattoos and every single one of them means something to them or marks a period of time in their life. Or I've seen people have like, you know, their friends tattoo them at a party and, you know, it has some sort of deep meaning to them. And if, if that's it, if that's the way you like it, then, you know, I've also seen like girls, for instance, you know, they get their first tattoo and they tattoo their hands. They have no tattoos on their body, but they have tattoos on their hands, which is seen a hundred percent of the time. There isn't any, you know, pretty much job unless you're working in a meatpacking plant that you're going to have your hands covered. Yep. Right. And so, but I'm like, okay, so you have no tattoos, but you have tattoos on your hands. The, the hand would be the last place I would tattoo. Um, well, my face just because would be the last place. The I face. Well, I, so I like, do not like face and most face and neck tattoos. Yeah, I don't I know. know. I just cannot get behind them. Yeah. I know a tattoo artist that uh, he, unless you have a large number of tattoos, he won't do face, neck or hands. He just, yeah. he, he won't do it unless you have, you know, unless you're like, you know, you have 50 or more tattoos, he goes, you know, then you're fully committed. Right. But, but right. Uh, you know, some guys just, they just write your first tattoo and they go all in with a big skull on their neck and you're like, yeah. well, you're going to regret that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Exactly. I think if, you're, if you're going to get a neck tattoo, just get a gizzard. Right. So it's tight and <laughs> young. And as you get older, it goes, Oh, so Dustin, you you got those. Uh, what are they? Shinkos? Are they nine nine nines? Is that what they called them? The long okay. haulers. Yep. The long haulers. Okay. So now you've put some miles on them. What do you think of those bad boys? They're every bit as good or better than the Michelin Scorchers. What are they? So I know that the regular Shinko tires, like the seven seven sevens, that are super sticky that everybody loves, um, those are not high mileage tower tires. What does Shinko say? Do they give you like a mileage rating for these? They were fairly new when I bought them, so I've never seen just how far the longevity goes on okay. them from from any reviews or anything. There's just people saying that they like them. Gotcha, but Dave. I mean, what are, I've, what I've t- been in every every situation with them? Rain, twisty, straight, you know, gravel. Oh. They're performing really, really well. Sure, Dave. Are you still running Harley tires? Yeah, I'm just running the stock on the road glide. I, I haven't switched off those. I mean, they're 
So they're they're Fair Dunlops, good. right? They're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're Harley's contract with Dunlop. They're Dunlops. I may go back to those um, at some point. I may switch over to that that hybrid tire I ran on the Fat Bob because they're. Was that a Dunlop or a Messler? That cruise was tech. the Messler Cruise Tech. Okay. So they're they're a good hybrid tire, right? So if you're touring or if you're doing a lot of travel and you're riding straight, they wear out real. They wear really nicely, but they're still soft enough on the on the side so that if you get into the curves, you you know you get get good grip sure. and traction. Well, I got the Dunlop American Elites and uh, um, I put them on two weeks before FDBM, and I think I have about four thousand miles on them right now. And I tell you what, my bike rides. Uh, so different. So I had the the stock tires on prior to that. Then I went with uh, Pirelli Nighthawks, and I thought they were okay, um, but they they kind of wore funny, especially on the front. And then after I rode them for a couple about a full season, um, the beginning of last season, I broke loose on a road. Uh, the front tire actually did, and I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna wash out. I had to actually put my leg down and stood up, which was dumb to put my leg down. You're not that supposed to do so that. Far, yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, I will say that um, after riding them for a season, I will not go back to the Pirellis. So um, I'm sorry, did you say the Pirellis broke or the the Pirelli Nighthawks? They they uh, they wore weird. I got a weird wear pattern, especially on the front mm-hmm. tire, and uh, they broke loose on me at the beginning of last season. And I and that 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 uh, break loose where where the tire kind of slid out from me that really screwed with my confidence last season. And uh, I thought that um, it was in my head, right? And then when I got at the end of this season, I got uh, these Dunlop American Elites. And uh, as soon as I started riding, my bike felt completely different. And I could tell that uh, there was definitely a difference in the tires. And the tires made Hmm. a a very significant difference in my ride. Uh, So much so that I felt entirely different when i was riding in um kentucky this this year so i I had something break loose on my bike recently that changed my uh ride completely what was that fucking pain on the fender of my bike bike. (laughs) you had the best solution possible for that though i did but i can't use it now so because nothing nothing will uh when i brought when i got back from uh kentucky i Dropped it off to have the uh, paint correction done, ceramic coating, and put protective film on, you know, strategic places. But that with that ceramic coating now, nothing will stick to the paint. So, so was, is it a, was it an actual bottle of ceramic coating, like the real stuff? Oh, no, this was a professional job I had. I, just, yeah. I dropped it off at an auto shop for them yeah. to, to – yeah. they spent three days working on the bike. It's just – I can't believe how much they pay for beautiful. a small little bottle of that stuff. It's amazing. I so did the they – did they fix that spot on your fender, Dave, or do you have a solution for your fender? No, I am. Um, yeah, I've decided, you know, I started thinking about it. And although I think the best look would to was if I just had the, the fender repainted. Okay. It's actually cheaper for me to get a carbon fiber set up than it is to have that bike repainted. And, and as I was thinking through it, I'm like, with my luck now, Every time I go out, I'm going to chip that bike at least once a year, and I'm going to have to 
re, you know, pay to have the, the fender redone. So I'm just going car, carbon fiber. It's okay. A, it's a lot of miles. Are, are you going to, are you going to do any, are you going to do anything fancy or just keep it plain carbon fiber? I think at this point, I'm just going to keep it plain carbon fiber. Is it going to be um, gloss carbon fiber or? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. I think it'll look good. I think it'll look good, but I just, yeah. you know, and now, I mean, the, the, the bike looks better. Actually, the paint has never looked this good. It looks better than when I took delivery. I wish you guys could see it. Uh, nice. They had, they got all the imperfections out, all the dings and doinks and scratches. Um, you know, they were able to correct. I need to get That's super cool. It. Yeah, definitely worth it. And, and it's a good company. I'm going to drop a video on them. We just did a short walk around video. They locally owned here in Springfield in uh, Virginia, veteran owned. And uh, they support the veteran and law enforcement communities. So, sure. Nice. So, so you guys, you guys had some interesting adventures coming back from FDBM, did you? Dude, it was. Uh, I don't know, Dustin. You, how was your ride back? The ride back, it was pretty chill and easy. I know we got rained on when we left. When me and Sean left Frankfurt, well, we got to we got to the Shelbyville exit, which was still about forty <coughs> minutes from Louisville. It started raining. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. But we, we just pulled over because we needed gas anyway, and we are just going to look at the radar and see what it did. It didn't last five minutes. We got back on the interstate. It was done. And we just okay. rode home. It, the wind picked up a little bit, but nothing to bitch about. It was. How was your temperature coming home? Oh, it was perfect. Perfect weather? Good. Yeah, nice, cool, like fall-esque weather. Right? Fuck you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. what did you what did you get on your way home, Dave? Yeah, it was pretty bad, and it was everybody, I Cord guess, coming hold? back this way. Um, what'd you say? Did you get cornhole or something? I got <laughs> cornhole would have been better. But, uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It was in, definitely in the fifties when I left. When I pulled out of there, and of course, yeah. I, I all I had because I all summer, right up until this trip, it's been like ninety five or a hundred degrees. So I didn't bring any cold weather gear with me at all. Um, and then I got about 20 minutes away from the hotel and we were socked in with fog. I mean, you couldn't see shit and that dropped the temperature. Um, it got so bad that at one point my, my knees were slapping the side of my tank. I couldn't control my legs. They were just going like this so i go ahead and laugh dustin um do you know, do, okay <laughs> so just to time. put it in perspective do you know what the actual air temperature was dave it was i think it was in the mid 50s but the pro the problem wasn't just the the coolness it was the fog was so thick and, and the, the fog was thick for hours i had sure. i was wet everything was wet sure you know uh, fog's I, a pain in the ass because you got to wipe your helmet because there's so much moisture in the air. Oh, it was bad. And I didn't I didn't have any cold weather gear. I, I eventually pulled over um, and put on my rain jacket and my gaiters. I didn't want to fuck around with the pants. I really probably should have put the pants on. But um, that helped a little bit. But it, it got so bad, it was to the point where I seriously thought about just pulling over and getting a hotel room at like noon. Yeah. And waiting till the next day, but because I, I went into West Virginia and it got worse as I was going through the mm. the mountains. I, I talked to Ricky and Walter, and and they had you know they took two days to get back. They left on Sunday. They got hit, you know, the same thing, but they were doing two short days instead of one long eleven hour day. Sure, we found a hand blower in a restroom and. 
thawed my nuts out. Dude, that, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I did that three times. I stopped. I, you I, thawed I, your balls geez, three times? Three times. I, I pulled over <laughs> and uh, found a, a hand dryer, you know, one of the uh, the warmer, you know, the, the hand dryers yeah, in the men's a, room. That's a good hand job, yep. Yeah, and that, I mean, you know, we can laugh about it, but... I will. But it helps. <laughs> yeah, it, no, does. it does. It does. It definitely helps. You know, my my concern always when I, when I get cold like that is that if I stop somewhere and I get warm, it's it becomes increasingly more difficult to get yeah. back on the bike because then you you like you I feel like you get cold so much faster after yeah. you've gotten warm. Yeah, I experienced yeah. that. I mean, I I really I really did try it. Like the first four or five hours, I was really trying to push forward just to yeah. get to get through. But by the time I hit, you know, started going up in elevation, I started stopping, and I and then it became more frequent because I would just get back on the bike and it, I would chill up so quickly. Yeah. There's, there's a, a calculator. I, I found it. I don't remember when I found it, but there's a, there's a wind chill calculator yeah. on, on online. You can find somewhere. So where you can calculate the actual temperature, your body's feeling on your motorcycle and you add in the air temperature, the speed that you're going. And then if there is any wind and it calculates like the actual temperature you're feeling and it's significantly, I was surprised it's significantly lower than you would think that you're being affected. So at 55 degrees and you know, you're yeah. getting that fog with some wind. I mean, you were probably riding in the low forties, I would guess. Oh, I would say at points it was probably in the thirties. And again, I, I mean, I've got a chart that I've had a chart forever that shows that that's not the problem. The problem, the variable here was the thickness, the density of that fog that just sure. went on for, for hours. Because I mean, I had water forming all over the bike. Right. And it was, it was simply fog. Right. You know? Well, and then it then it starts to soak through all your clothes, and now you're yeah. cold and wet. Yeah, and of course, all I had was a mesh jacket, and um, you know, I I layered up, you know. But that's it. It and it's interesting because I think this is probably something that we're all going to have to deal with. I think going forward, it seems like the weather has changed, the patterns have changed, the climates changed. But this yeah. this was a stark. I mean, this was like a what a fifty degree change in weather yep. over the course of us all being on the road for a few days right you know um and I, and I clearly was not prepared for that in fact i was so stupid because i took my heated vest out of my saddlebag before i left for chicago sure so i'm like why, why am i carrying this around when it's like 96 degrees yeah we started we started both of our days nick and i did with our heated gear on and ended up taking it off both days because it, we rode into warm temperatures this was actually the first ride all year long for us that um we didn't hit any rain uh didn't hit any rain on the way down didn't hit any rain on the way back however we had uh we experienced something that i've never experienced on a motorcycle and i've never experienced on a car and I will tell you, um, I also soiled my pants because of what, what we experienced. So literally um, or figuratively, well, figuratively, okay. figuratively. Right. So okay. we were, we were out in, in the middle of, uh, you know, wherever it doesn't matter upper Midwest somewhere. I don't even remember what state we were in. And there were two semis, one in front of the other one. The one semi in the front was like your regular truck trailer enclosed box. The one behind it was a longer trailer and it looked like it was carrying construction supplies like bags of cement like that kind of stuff right all wrapped up nice so you know nothing's coming off it there's like you know that wasn't the that wasn't the issue so the truck that was in the back was the truck with all the construction supplies and it it gets in the passing lane 
the fast lane, passing lane, whatever you want to call it, to, to pass the other semi. And Nick and I, I had gauged our speed, and I was uh, under the impression that based on the speed of those semis and the speed that Nick and I were going, we were once that sem- once the semi with the construction supplies got in front of the other one and passed him, we were going to pass both of them at a at a pretty decent clip. So at that point, I, I wasn't really slowing down because um, we were already in the passing lane, and uh, literally out of nowhere, completely unexpected, no warning. I heard the sound, a sound like a cannon, um, literally like a, like cannon fire. It was a huge explosion. And, um, I, I heard it first and then I saw it in front of me and one of the tires on the semi quite literally exploded. It didn't, it didn't peel off. It didn't, you know, like it it was shrapnel. So it exploded and, um, this happened in front of me. And so um, I suppose I was probably, I'm going to say 50 yards behind this truck. And because it's tires, right? Rubber tires. It's literally bouncing and flying everywhere. I, I, I ducked over a fairly good sized piece that kind of went over my head. Um, I was dodging pieces on the ground and then a smaller piece kind of bounced up and hit me in the front of my left left calf hurt didn't leave a mark or anything like that but i felt it for sure felt like a a rock hitting hitting my hitting my calf um and all i heard in the comms was nick was like holy shit (laughs) because i because i immediately slowed down and braked and he was behind me and i don't think he wasn't expecting it because he actually got in the other lane he he didn't have time to slow down he actually got in the other lane so he was kind of beside me at that point and there was tire shrapnel everywhere i mean all over both sides of the road blew underneath the semi beside it and so that semi rolled over some tires that were you know pieces that were bouncing in the air i've never experienced that before i've never that's, experienced on a bike and, or in a car that's crazy because that that i a, a semi on my way to chicago shredded the tire it was front right of me because I, yep. I was in the passing lane and a chunk of tire came over but I just I just swerved around and, right. and was lucky enough to miss it. But it wasn't it wasn't like on the level that you said. This was just like one chunk that came over this way. Well, and but I that's never, that's insane, right? And and so like when you're when you're driving down the interstate in my brain because you see these tires that are on the side of the yeah. road that are shredded, yeah. and in yeah. my brain I'm thinking, <clears throat> well, if a semi ever ever drops a tire, it's going to shred like like skin. You know, it's going to peel off. And there's going to be a big piece. So never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine a tire would literally explode. I think it depends yeah. on on what's caused it. And the other thing, too, is this, you know, there, you I don't know what you've noticed, Ryan. I mean, you and I both have put down a lot of miles this summer, but the amount of shredded tires off of trucks has gone up substantially this summer. When we, you know, and I think it's, it's because of the heat. You know, because that asphalt, all the concrete and the asphalt is so super hot, right? Uh, for so long, so I don't know. Maybe we're seeing and seeing and that. I also think it depends on the tire because when we went by the semi, I didn't see it, so I think it wasn't. You know, those tires have those dually hmm. sections. I think it was an internal tire, and that so I don't know if that makes a difference in terms of how how it how it you know handles or explodes or whatever or or shreds off or whatever it does but this tire quite literally exploded and uh wow. yeah so dave you you mentioned that that this you know you hit cold you hit cold on the way down to fdbm too didn't you this year 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it started because when I was in, I left for Chicago, and it was like 96, 97. Okay. I was in Chicago for a couple of days. The morning I left Chicago, I think it was 47. So 50, 50 degree temperature change. So do you um, think, do you think now, I know that we all pack rain gear, but you have heated gear. Do you think that you're going to be putting that in your bike and you're going to, you're going to be keeping it in there from now on? Yeah. So that's kind of what I was curious about in my statement earlier about the climate change and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm interested because I know you always pack for multiple conditions because you live up in Nanook country. So, you know, um, but I am definitely going to start thinking differently about how I pack spring and fall or early late spring and early fall i guess you know because it's this is the second time now that i've been caught in really bad cold weather and oddly enough it was kentucky was the first one too when i was going out when i when i fell off my fell off my bike at the gas station because i couldn't lift my leg up we have good swings in temperatures i mean um like in the summer it's it's more consistent you know but now this time of year we're getting more or closer into that fall weather where it'll cool down quite a bit overnight and then you know what i mean warm up during the day so i can imagine you'll hit that a lot but i think we're all used to that over certain times of the year it's just over the last couple of years with all the climate change those conditions are shifting that footprint's shifting and i think more of us are being caught by surprise i mean had this had this trip been two weeks later I probably would have packed differently than I did, you know, when I left to go to FDBM. Yeah. Um, I haven't been here long. Like, I haven't been in Kentucky long enough to notice, you know what I mean, a shift. Well, Dustin, are you, I mean, I'm sure you're seeing the same thing up in Illinois with the kind of the footprint changing on the, when it's comfortable or not comfortable. We're definitely not getting a lot of snow anymore in the winter. We're lucky if we get a foot of snow anymore. Where 30 years ago, we'd have a foot on a, a foot of snow on the ground Thanksgiving. So we, we get the blistering cold, but it's not staying that way real, real long. Well, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think I'm going to keep my my Gerber heated vest because that thing. I mean, it's it folds up into the, my fist without the batteries. You know, it's it doesn't take up a lot of room. But I think I'm going to keep that in my my bag it on those shoulder months anymore yeah my my heated gear is very bulky um and so i actually got a a different bag to carry it this year which actually ended up working out really well i got a um a 25 liter dry bag that i just had in the dry bag was your your stuff okay yeah yeah and and then um what i ended up doing is uh i switched it out for like uh, a flannel i have an insulated like an insulated Dixon flannel and uh, uh, my leather vest. And so I just switched that back and forth. Um, Cause the other thing I've done too, is I've actually worn my leather vest over my heated jacket to even keep my body warm. When I, when I ride, when it gets even a little bit colder, the problem is, is then you don't have as easy access to the, to the, to the buttons to adjust the temperature. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, to your point, I, I would agree. I think the weather is, has has changed significantly i mean my wife and i were just looking at the weather um so we're reaching the end of september uh this weekend and um it's supposed to be 80 on saturday and i don't remember 
I don't remember end of September that it's been 80 degrees here in many, many years. It's because like bizarro world up where you yeah, right yeah, lo- lots of years we have uh, um, snow by Halloween, and so. But I, I, I don't know if you I, we pay attention to it because it, we're a farming community and that kind of stuff. But this is also supposed to be an El Nino winter, I which typically, yeah. typically for us, we end up getting a much milder winter, and the East Coast will get more snow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so like the, the nor'easterns will hit the East coast and give you guys a lot more snow, but we will end up with milder temperatures. And there's been, there's been one or two El Nino winters where, um, we've been quite warm into December and we only have winter for December and January. And then by the end of February, the snow has gone and we're already, we're already hitting spring. So an El Nino winter for us is something that we much look forward to because it can um, really shorten our winter significantly. Yeah. I saw that today and it looks like coming in your direction, Dustin, there's going to be a lot more uh, wet yeah, cold this year. So I think I saw play. that for you guys in Kentucky too, Brittany. I think you're supposed yeah. to get a lot more rain this winter. That's I mean, it's be true. really common to get rain here, anyways. The first, actually, the first year that I lived in Kentucky, it rained for like a solid month. And I'm, I, and I don't mean like it rained once a day for the whole month. I mean, it was raining all fucking day. Like, were it the, barely stopped were like raining. The, the Kentucky gods crying because you moved to the state? Is Maybe. That, uh, I don't know. But no, it's just, like, it's interesting because when you're used to a like, certain type of weather and then you move into that, it's like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tolerate this. But you get used to it. So, Do, I don't uh, know. It, it'll be interesting. So Dustin, I, I don't remember if if we if if we asked about. I know that Dave has some heated gear. Do you, do you have any heated gear at all? Yeah, I've got a hoodie and pants and. Oh, that's right. Gloves. You have heated, that hoodie's that hoodie, a heated hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, is that's right. Amazing that he's got. Yeah, that's good. Who makes that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a while. I can't is remember. there is there heat is there heat elements in the actual hood part of it? So if no. you were wearing it outside of your helmet, no. Okay. No, they're just on the front and back. Sure. I mean, like the chest and belly, and then down the back. Oh, sure. There's none in the sleeves. Fuck, dude. How big would that hood have to be to fit over a motorcycle helmet? No, no, no. no. I'm not thinking over the helmet. I was. I, what I meant to say is, if you were wearing it off of your motorcycle, just oh. as yeah. like a regular jacket, because I know that that the the jacket that I have um, can be worn with the, the battery pack just off of your bike if you weren't plugged into your bike. Yeah. Um. So I was just I, I was just curious about that. I though. may get rid of that Filchier dude if they don't if they don't come out with that jacket. They they haven't had the the jacket in stock and I think since last November. It's been it's been ten months. Damn. It's ridiculous. I've got the pants, but I wonder. And 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 I haven't really looked in a long time because I have the jacket and the pants and the glove. I wonder because I know that uh, if I were to do it all over again. Um, See that the pants and the jacket are such good windbreakers, but they're but they're super bulky. Uh, the jacket, yeah. I shouldn't say it's bulky. It's not bulky to wear, but like to pack and stuff like that. Yeah. It is because yeah. it's really like a North Face shell is kind of the material it's made out of. But the pants are really bulky and thick, mm-hmm. almost like snow pants. Is there a I, risk of like folding and rolling them up? 
like nope. will that damage the heating elements it, or do it doesn't they, they no it doesn't it to okay yeah because i mean you're not going to like be able to roll it up really very tight that kind of stuff just because you can tell by the way it's designed but i'm wondering how effective it would be if a person got um liners as opposed to the actual um like full coat <laughs> No, no, no. Like, like the long john liner material that yeah. they make. Oh, gotcha. So, like, if you, so you'd wear like a long john shirt and a long, long john pants. You know what I mean? That you could plug into your bike, as opposed to the jacket and stuff. Whether or not that that would be um, a better, you know, a better purchase, as opposed to because it would be less bulky. You know. Yeah. But I you, mean, you'd have to take, you'd have material. to go into a rest stop in a bathroom and stuff to take that stuff off. It's not as easy to kind of take off because I just, I mean, I could pull over on the side of the road and take my stuff off and throw it in a bag and, you know, I'd do it on a gas stop. It's really not that big of a deal, but, you know, whether or not something like that would be, you know, because even the glove liners, right, then you could have, you could use whatever, whatever kind of gloves you really wanted if you were wearing the glove liners too. Have you guys tried any other brands? I'm trying, I know what Mesa has, uses a different brand of heated gear, but I can't remember which brand it is. I was trying to look it up. I think Gerbing. I think Gerbing makes oh, it, it make, I think you're makes right. a heated gear. Is it Gerber gear. or Gerbing? Yeah, it's Gerbing. No, I think it's it? Gerbing. Gerbing, yeah. Yeah. So I think they do and, and I know that like first manufacturing does. There's a few other companies that that do make uh th- that do make heated gear. Honestly, I just I don't have much experience with any other companies that that make it though. Well, just just to put it out there, you fuckers laughing at me because I said Gerber earlier. I do not wear Baby food heating. Gear. <laughs> I've met Gerbing. He he wears diaper heated gear. Yeah, there's one of the one of the. De- Ooh, these socks <laughs> nice. look nice. One they of the dealers like- in uh, my area is doing a customer weekend. I think next weekend, and they're bringing in a company. I can't find which company. It's a heated gear company. Um, to where they're going to be, I guess, doing demos and stuff. Adam and Eve. <laughs> no, not Adam and Eve. I'll find it at some Got point. That heating lube. Dave was sponsoring it. He's looking forward to that one. <laughs> I don't know if Field Cheer has it, but Gerbing has um shoe liners and then like heated socks as well. I have never had a problem with my feet getting cold though, which is a weird they just That is kind of weird. I always it's just not a, for me not it's always the I've extremities. Had. It's always my hands and my feet if they get cold or as soon as they get cold, the rest of me is shot. Polar extreme, okay. Are those those are heated socks? I'll put on a No, I think pair they're just very warm. And then I'll oh. these fleece. Dustin, oh, fleece socks. Okay. How did you know we were going to talk about this today? You've got your socks laid out for this. No, dude. This... <laughs> I am podcasting on my dresser. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me just and... open up the drawer here quick. My drawers, right out. <laughs> my, my drawers are in here, too. <laughs> Superman? Flash. The flash. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm it. sure it's a flash. <laughs> <laughs> in and out like a flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm curious to see what this winter is like here because when usually usually when we get a shit ton of acorns on the oak tree in front that usually means we're going to get a bad winter and we've had them coming down the size of golf balls this year wow can't park under the tree or else you'll get hail damage yeah so, i just what if what if we just kind of wrapped up fdb and weekend because we kind of had a predictions last time now it's really happened we did take a week off and didn't record you know, the week before. Yeah. What were I can't even remember what all the predictions were. Uh 
Bob? I think they were all wrong except one. Except Bob? Bob Bob, did break down. We were right on that. But Nick also broke down. So you guys had multiple breakdowns. It was Jay. It was Jay Sherman was not left behind and did not break down. Yeah, that was true. Neither one of those things happened. That was the only one. Everything else we we blew. Tony Everything was else on we time. Went. I know. My prediction was he was going to be late. Oh. Now, technically, he got there on time, but then was fucking around with his cardo on his new helmet, which I won't disclose on this podcast because no, we want it. Tony. No, we want Tony to be here to He's supposed embrace to be here, the love. Yeah. Should, he, you know. You know what? We should actually do that reveal on the next YouTube live. Mm-hmm. So that people can join in to embrace the <laughs> happiness with Tony. The comments on that video alone are going to get us banned from YouTube. Yeah, we, we shall. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do a live stream next week or something, and we'll we'll have Tony. Uh, next week we have a guest model. Well, the week after, whenever we'll have him model the the helmet. That'll be yeah. Great. It would be a, it would be a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's a it's it's a strong it's a strong helmet for sure. I got to his house to ride the back to bluegrass with him. And I just go, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, hey, spoiler. So we we uh, we made an announcement um, at FDBM about our uh, FDBM twenty four going to be mm-hmm. at the Iron Horse Inn mm-hmm. um, the weekend before Sturgis, and we've had people booking for that. So we want to make sure that we that we put that out there that. Um, that's where next year is going to be. So everybody's already getting pumped and pretty excited about, about that situation. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Tony today and I'm going to say this because he's not here. He is strongly considering, strongly considering riding his motorcycle. That's amazing. Out to Sturgis. He is. He's, he, well, he doesn't he's not go gonna on ride. any trips. He's not going to ride solo, but uh, no. Well, but even for way, him to just he, go, he didn't go yeah. on our trip to Alabama. Yeah, he's strongly yeah. considering. Well, and what I said to him is I said, Tony, I said, if this is truly going to be, you know, like a once in a lifetime kind of situation for him. And he's really never been west of, you know, Indy. Oh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I mean, I don't even he know. Hasn't. I, I mean, even uh, Missouri. Yeah, he's been Missouri might be the farthest west. Uranus is probably the furthest west he's ever been. So let's let's break this down. Let's look at Tony's track record for the meetups. Yeah. Okay. And the weekend or group rides that we've done on and off. Okay. So 19. Yep. Justifiably, he did trailer his bike because it had a, a leak. Yep. The, he had a fuel leak. Yep. But he still rode it. Yep. And it was fine. Yep. The year after was 20. It was the COVID year, so we didn't have FDM. Correct. Yep. But we did ride with him, me, Dave, and Walter. You guys did, yep. You went down there that so year. We went yep. to him. Yep. Year after, twenty one was the one at Kingfish. Yep. Twenty one. Yep. He didn't. He didn't have to go anywhere. Nope. We also had hogs and frogs. Nope. 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 Hogs and frogs was the same year as Uranus. Yep. That was last year. Was it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last year we had uh, so we had Missouri. We had, we had Uranus, and then we yep. <laughs> we had. We had hogs and frogs. Yep. He came to one of those. He trailered to, he trailered he trailered to Uranus. Yep. yep. The other one he didn't He come. did haul a lot of other shit well, for us, though. Yeah, let's, Brittany's, yeah, I was going to say, that's. For Uranus, he actually him, did haul a lot of shit. They yeah, he, he hauled all, stuff, all, the, all the stuff we gave away. Yeah. And then this year again, we're, we were back in Louisville. Correct. I'm saying. We're ride to fucking 
Still just it's crazy. It, it feels <laughs> like right. you guys have had so many more meetups than you actually have. Like, I know well, I've only been to a couple of them, but for me, like, coming into the podcast, it's incredible how we've talked about a million times but like how the community is and how close the friendships become with the people you meet you'd think we'd been meeting for 10 plus years yeah and i want to you give know it, yeah we need to give it give the two at the bottom of the screen here a lot of credit because they've they put in some halls to come hang out with us yeah they always do well, well and, and, we, and it's not just the meetups right this was the first year we haven't done a planning meetup Yep. Because normally we'll fly, we'll fly, we'll ride to wherever we're going to go months before to check out the area mm -hmm. and, and plot out a ride. So we checked we out did Uranus that, strong. Yeah, we did that to Uranus. You, you, Dave and, and, and Dustin rode out to Uranus and the rest of us drove down there. So we actually had a planning meetup when we were planning weekend that we were down there. We I think the, that, we should have called that weekend the probe. Yeah, the, the probe. probe. The probe Uranus. to Uranus. Probing we missed Uranus. out on yeah. that one. I think between, between the cold in the morning, me and Dave rode through, riding in the St. Louis roads, and then uh, that damn glory hole in the fucking cabin. Yeah. The, the house, I, Ed Geed's house. Right. I think I think why Stories. it seems like that, Brittany, though, is that if you, if you tag on these kind of mini meetups that end up happening... Or these kind of mini situations, like when when Dave and Dustin and and um, Walter went down and, and saw Tony the COVID year and rode around there, right? There were stories and everything that came from that. And then the year that uh, Dustin got his got backed over by a semi, um, yeah. I went down to see him that year. And then um, you know, then this year mm. we had uh, we had ten plus riders that went that all met and and rode with Dustin in. Uh, uh, rode the river road and, and spent some time with him this year. And so there's these mini situations that end up happening around everything that also add to the idea of, of meeting up. And then hogs and frogs, we had two or three people four four additional people besides us came to hogs and frogs that rode out with us in, in that situation too. So that was the fourth trip for me, right? That, and that Dustin, direction that year, Dustin, that to that spot that yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, I was I was recounting my season this year, and so I did five trips this year. I did one trip every month that was rideable weather. So I did May, June, July, August, um, and September this year. So I did five trips, eleven thousand miles for me this summer, mm. this season. So, um, well, I think Tony's definitely going to ride. I mean, I talked to him the other day, and I was giving him some tips about the route that he's that they will take there's some cool places to stop that will be comfortable but i think you know definitely he's going to ride because he wants to get that low rider out on the the roads out in south dakota yeah you know? well and i i told him too if he does if he does do that the way he would be crossing south dakota he has to stop at uh, badlands national park yeah. i mean i told him um there's just there's no question he has to he has to do that because I, I was like Tony, if 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 it's a time that that I'm going to be on my way out there, I'm like I'll meet you there and ride it with you. I I would ride it every year. It, it is it's that amazing. It's like riding on the surface of the moon. It's is like nothing I've ever to experienced. Go out early, or is it? You know what I mean, like taking an extra day or something. Well, so he's planning on a three-day ride. ride out there, and then yeah. he's even talking about extending his stay through the gotcha. first couple of days of Sturgis because he's like, if I'm going to be out there, I might as well experience a couple yeah. of days of Sturgis. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what he's he's talking about doing that, and and I'll have to give it some strong consideration. If he does that, I might I might end up doing that too. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we're 
we're considering it too, but we have to make some decisions um, on what all we're going to do next year to figure out if we've got the vacation time for it. Right. Well, I can I can tell you this: uh, if you decide to extend the one of the things, the beauties that that Dave and I found out about um, being at the Iron Horse Inn is that uh, they have the bus that runs down there. So you, you just drive the, you take the bus, you go down to downtown Sturgis. You you can, I mean, you can party up as much as you want to, and then get back on the bus, and they'll bring you right back to the hotel, have and you, you don't ever have Ryan? to worry about finding parking or anything. And I'm like an old lady. I just stay in at night. Well, well you, you need to uh, ma- maybe, you there. <laughs> maybe you need to man up a little bit, Brittany. <laughs> so, you know, speaking about arriving I'm early. I'm perfectly happy um, with how I am. One of the things that, that you know, I notice, and I know. She doesn't need a ding dong, she said. Yeah, Ryan, I know you noticed it, too, because we talked about it. But uh, one of the cool things this year was typically, you know, we come in a day before everybody's supposed to come in. We oh, have, yeah, for FTBM. We have, yep. Yeah, we have stuff to do for FTBM. Yep. Yep. Um, I think, if I counted correctly, we had 20, maybe 22 that came in the day before when we come in. Yeah. <laughs> they came in to be there with us that extra day. That extra day, yeah. Uh, we went to di- all went to dinner that night. But I, th- I thought that was really cool because normally pe- the bulk of the people will show up on Friday. Uh, and I'm looking at people announcing because a lot of people have already booked rooms for next year. Oh, yeah. Yep. At the Iron Horse Inn. And it looks like we're going to have a shit ton of people that are coming in before FDBM. So there might well, be people that want to know the dates. So everybody know the official meetup dates are July 26th, 27th, and 28th. Yep. 26th, yep. 27th, 28th. So you want to come early? And come I, early. If you want to stay later, stay later, but just book your shit now and and i'm pretty sure i've seen a couple people already that have booked for a week yeah yeah uh, maybe three or four i might be i might be off there but i know two for sure have booked for a week i know jay was going out early i'm actually going out the week before but miss i think you and i are going to stay in rapid city for i think christian booked a week already christians i know christians bringing friends yeah um speak of the devil fuck you fuck you and fuck you i'm late Hey. Oh, and look, you even have a hat that says fucking on top of it. What is that? Yes. Oh, I, th- I thought that was a new truck owner hat. What is that? <laughs> that well, is that's Harley the- fucking Davidson. The no, people from the go. Iron Horse gave me that. Nice. 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 Yeah, well, we're done. Welcome, Tony. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> hey, I, listen. I tried. Just so you know, we all, we all took a vote, and we decided that week after next, we're going to do a YouTube live. Okay. And you're you're going to reveal your new helmet on the YouTube live with everybody in the chat room. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's I told him, happen. Tony. I told that's, him. I said, it's happened. just the that's comments alone on the it's YouTube happening. live will get us kicked off the internet. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yeah. All right. I'll that's do a that. Badass, that's a badass looking helmet, man. No, I'll we tell were you just what. talking about ra- the wrap up of FDBM and shit about, yeah. and also about wh- what's happening next year. So what do you think of FDBM 2023, Tony? Dude, I thought it was hands down the best one that we've done. I agree. Better than the original. Better than 2019. I I, I think so. I I think it was hands down the best one. I think uh, I forgot who said it, uh, but I think it was Jay Sherman said it the best. It's like a family reunion that we we have every year now. Yeah. Yeah. and it's it's just great seeing all those people. And this year we had perfect weather, and we weren't pulled 
left and right. You know what I mean? We had time to all hang out and do it was just it was a great time. I shut that shit down. I don't know that I'll ever be welcome back to uh, the uh, La Quinta Inn ever again. Yeah, no, I don't think so. so uh, I spent I spent a lot of time in that lobby. Some some pretty some pretty hard time. I think a, one, a lot one, of time and you put yeah, a lot after, of stress on the glass windows. I yeah, did. after every drink, yeah. your your volume elevated. <laughs> it might have got it might it might have doubled in in, in volume. So yeah, I, portions. I, well, yeah, I know no, one I morning for was, sure I was there till four four thirty. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that morning because you yep. needed to get your ass up early the next day so we could go somewhere. Yep, and yeah. I was up, wasn't I? I was peaches and I was peaches oh, and cream the next peaches morning. Peaches and cream, man. Peaches. And cream. <laughs> you were peaches, face. all right. <laughs> you were a little tough. No, it was a fantastic time, man. I mean, I, I went through withdrawal after it was over. Yeah, that, yeah, I think I'm still I'm still feeling a little bit of a, a little bit of withdrawal. You know, you yeah. you you uh, like you guys said. You know, and and, and I'll say this. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out, but I will say Sunday night there was a group of about ten or fifteen of us that were left in the hotel, and uh, and it was pretty emotional. Um, there were some people yeah. that were getting pretty emotional, and, and and one of the one of the one of the uh, the guys said to me, "Why is this always so fucking hard?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, when when we were all saying goodbye, it was it was a pretty emotional night. And I'm not going to out anybody because I'm, yeah. you know, it was if you want to be if you want to find out what it feels like on Sunday night when you leave FDBM, you got to come to 23 because it was a you know, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and we all had a lot of fun and, and people were really feeling at the end of it this time. So you have, but, um, but that yeah. point you're bringing up, though, to go back to what I was saying before Tony decided to show up. So we had everybody come in a day earlier than been than they usually arrive. Yep. And yep. at the, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had more people stay through Sunday. Sunday, yep. Through yeah. the ride, at least, and, yep. and the stuff we did than we've ever had before, too. Our yeah. group ride outside of Castle and Key was larger than any Sunday group ride that we've had. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. And it was yep. a squirrely-ass one, too, for yeah. about 10, 15 miles. Yeah, oh, we were dude, we were deep. Squirrely. We were deep. How did how did Tony put it? We were so deep in Kentucky that there was a tattoo to tooth ratio that was uh, not that, not correct. Yeah, not correct. Exactly. <laughs> I was, was I was not correct. You know, there was definitely uh, more tattoos and teeth where we were. Yeah. And yeah, a lot was... of stars and bars that were flying, too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So I, I, I think I told Tony this. I don't know if the rest of you got this story. But first off, I had, of course, I had FOMO when all you guys were pulling out, and me and Sean had to head back west to Illinois. But I put in the GPS to get us back to the interstate because we we hit sixty four and pretty much hit that through Louisville and all the way home. But it took us the opposite direction of where we came in, so we went that way, and it wasn't far, maybe an eighth of a mile. And you went up a fucking janky ass. The road was closed oh. to get out. Yeah. And and we saw this huge-ass buck in the road, too. So I was like, please cross the road. Well, anyway, I had to turn around, and the GPS was wanting us to go up that that fucking janky road before <laughs> you get back to the distillery. I don't know what it's called, like Henley Road or something like it's that. It's called a fucking nightmare is what it's called. <laughs> as soon as you'd make that left to go up that road, it's an instant incline. I'm talking, you're, you're doing a 60-degree incline, maybe 70 easy. Yeah. And very, very narrow road. And you're going up for for pretty good clip and around some turns and corners, and there's no shoulder, and then there's like a hundred foot drop on your left. Yeah, no, we came down it. 
and it was it was fucking terrifying because you're already committed (laughs) and there wasn't any stopping and there's no turning around no right Mm -hmm. so it's like would have been a a i'm in this pickup coming yeah we would have had to stop and figure something out no it's a terrifying road it it was almost (laughs) a one car with road yeah terrifying welcome to kentucky yeah luckily that's how a lot of our back roads mountain roads everything is like there's no shoulders it's really narrow you're just praying that another vehicle doesn't come head on and kill you which we counted our (laughs) blessings when we got back to a road that actually had lines painted into it you know i was was telling my wife when we were on the ride i said when we first we passed the first confederate flag i just heard everybody go Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just yeah. in utter shock. Yeah, yeah, it was something. It was like, it was like playing a game of slug bug. I was yeah. like, the northern folks aren't used to seeing those very much. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. I was, I, I was expecting to see something completely inappropriate after I saw that Confederate oh, flag. Oh, dude! I mean, like it a was donkey deep. being violated we by a human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, we were deep. It's Kiki Kelly, the sexy stud. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, to Dave's point, there there was more people that came early. There was more people that stayed for the duration on the Sunday ride, um, and and just such a such a we've cultivated such a great group of of individuals that come out that support us, and 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 they're just really fun people to be around. We have such a great time. Um, boy, though, you got to have some thick skin to hang out in that those hotel lobbies because if you don't, you might leave crying. There's some uh, there's some jokes. There's some jokes. Much, there are some jokes, a, and sometimes did. you're the butt of the joke, and sometimes some, you're not. But you yep. got to take it if you're going to give it. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you sometimes are. Sometimes you nut. don't. You know? <laughs> we pretty much did a two-hour podcast from the La Quinta. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we should have recorded that. And, you yeah. know, and it's going to be interesting to see see that dynamic play out at the uh, Iron Horse Inn at the Ibar. Yeah, because of that next year, because of that that wide open area and just everybody hanging out and. Uh, Yep. Well, yeah. Ryan's but the funny thing is, it, it it isn't a podcast. It was just us being us. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? And that, well, that that's what's fun about it. And and that's the, I think at the end of the day, that's what ends up happening with the podcast, right? Yeah. Is that us being us ends up being a podcast. And so yeah. you, you, you get us live with all the people that were, you know, looking forward to see all the time. And, and uh, it, 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 we went, uh, we go pretty hard. It was a good time. So the people that are listening that hasn't been, I said, you guys need to come and, and join the fun because it really has cultivated into into something special, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, well, and next what, year is going to uh, be great because we're going to have all of that riding then followed by, you know, hanging out in the evening. So yeah. it's it's really going to be – it's really going to be a good the time. The food choices were strong this year. No. Oh. Yeah. I know we, eat, we usually eat good – you know, every meetup, every meal we have, but freaking Zegs blew my mind. So we got places. We got super lucky that with finding places that could take the large numbers that we had without reservations. Yeah. We did. We got, we got I, I, I need to tell you guys a story about Claudia Sanders. Uh, so, so we're sitting, we're sitting at this table, and uh, uh, we have a couple people from the Iron Horse there. Bob's at the table with me. Uh, Ty's there, and and myself, and then I don't remember who was sitting next to me. But uh, they they serve us our food. We get all of our food. We eat all our food. Everything's great. They come by, and this gal says, "Y'all want some for dessert?" And Bob goes, "Well, what what do you have?" And she goes, "Well, we have derby pie." And Bob goes, "Uh, 
Bob goes, want to want to tell me what that derby pie is? And she goes, well, it's like a pecan pie with chocolate. And Bob goes, ooh, talk dirty to me, baby. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, I ain't talking dirty to you, baby. I'm just talking sweet. <laughs> and Bob gets in trouble no matter where he goes. Yeah, yeah he, Bob he ate does, the so. shit out of that pie too, and I had oh, some. It was good. Dude, that shit's Col- good, dude. Claudia Sanders had, had it going on that that uh, serving that family style food out all to the table, and it, it was good. It was it was really good food. Yeah, I'm glad that worked out. I would have never thought of that, but it was good. my wife Man, did. Bob's kid put away some chicken. Oh, that dude. kid probably went home and shit chocolate rooster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, fucking Jared ate more fucking chicken wings than anybody I've ever. Not chicken wings, chicken legs. I mean, just yeah, fucking. He... I mean, he would make a hell of a male prostitute. That must be why he was he was flapping <laughs> his wings on his throttle the did next it, day. I mean, it, it oh it God! Nothing out the dude, he pretty much deep throated these these legs. <laughs> I mean, they were gone within like, I mean. Three minutes, five five legs were gone. And then he decided, I think I'm just going to chew on this fucking bone. Well, we we had the same situation. He fits right our, in. We, we have the same situation at our table where we had had our meal, had our dessert. We're all sitting there, and the lady comes back over, and she goes, can I get y'all something else? And Ty goes, can I get some more chicken, please? <laughs> hey, it was all you can eat, bro. Yeah, well, it yep. was. It was. And so she, she, brought him, she brought him back two more big breasts, and he, he tore into those breasts like a uh, – you know, bring like, back it was like Kobayashi. That yeah, Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, he didn't bring back any. Just you just can't have them with nipples. Yeah. Well, <laughs> frowned upon. They might tear into those too. You never know. <laughs> it's really not the breast people are offended by. It's that, the nipple. That, that young man has some breast experience after Sturgis this year. You're not yeah, kidding. He did. Yeah, he did. So Tony, just to let you know, um, Ryan let it out of the bag that about you riding out next year. Oh. Well, so there's now an expectation. It's official. It's official. There we go. We're making yeah. a T-shirt and everything. Well, we're we're gonna get this bike road worthy. Well, we can we can get Tony one of those patches, Dave. That says I rode mine finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I could ride mine, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> well, if I wasn't going out early with the wife, I'd definitely swing by and ride out with you guys. Yeah, to I got to witness pushing. history. You make sure you meet up this way somewhere (laughs) so I can witness the glory. (laughs) The glory. The the glorious history. He's going to have a glow about him. An aura. (laughs) He'll be like, be like Rick James, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tony Cox, bitch. Tony Cox, bitches. (laughs) Now show me your titties. (laughs) (laughs) I will. You do 700 a day, dude. I'll show you everything. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy yourself. (laughs) <laughs> I, I need to give a shout out here. So we've had uh, we've had some great some great uh, movement in uh, our Patreon. Lately. I had one of those this morning. You, you know, good for nice. you. So nice. we had a uh, nice. Moto Gator. Um, he returned as a patron just just uh, today. I saw him. Uh, Matt Garlic has returned as a patron. Uncle Vic is a new patron. So we've got three new patrons that have joined this month. So that's us. That's that's pretty awesome. I know that uh, Matt Garlock came out, or I'm sorry, uh, Moto Gator came out to our last Louisville meetup. He didn't mm-hmm. come this year, but he's already talking about FTBM 24 and going out nice. to uh, yep. um, going out to the the Iron Horse Inn. So um, we're definitely definitely have some people that are that are interested. So it, it's yeah, going to be a good time. I'm digging this location because it's going to give people that are maybe out a little more north and west to 
come hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I'm just excited. Like I was telling Ryan earlier, I think I'm going to stay just to witness Sturgis too. Because if I'm going to go all the way out there, I might as well at least stay for the first day or two. Yeah. You know, so I, when, I hear when, you. What what dates does Sturgis actually kick off? The it's that Friday. Weekend. It's the Friday. Yeah. So it's the 26th? No. Yeah. It's the, no, it's the, weekend the week. After. I think it's like August 1st. Uh, yeah. So you'd have to stay the whole week. Which is, but I don't know if I'll ever go back out that way again. And you know, right? I might as well see everything while I'm out there. Yep, you might as well. I mean, there there is a lot to see. Tony, you could go on a great ride every single day for a week. I know that's what I mean. I mean, I could spend a week just riding and and looking at shit. You know what I mean? So, I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great time. And if it was anything like this year, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, I just see uh, Blake uh, Balsack, who you call you like to call him Balsack, Tony. Balsack, Balsack, yeah, he, Blake. Blockade. Yeah, he booked for he booked for a week. Uh, Jay booked for a week. Um, it looks like uh, um, Christian and some of his buddies booked for a week. So there's there's some people that have already booked for a week. I know that um, that uh, Sean Sean that rode with you, he's already booked. Dustin. Um, Dakota Ryder, so Kenny from my group, he already booked his shit. So I'm telling you, dude, there's going to be a lot of fuckery going around the Iron Horse. Uh, yeah, there is. There's going to be a lot. Days. And I think, you know, we had a couple transitional years building this thing, figuring it out. But I think yep. after this year, it's, uh, I think we did good. It's, it's going to be yep. a good time. And we everybody has plenty of notice. We, I know it's far, and I know it's a fucking, you know, it's going to take some time and, and money to come out. And that's one of the reasons we – announced it so far in advance yeah well and since you brought up the money thing i mean again shout out to the iron horse Inn for for putting out these like just incredibly yeah. stupid rates for us right i mean i mean when pert when uh pj and i went out there we were paying what was it 350 375 for that shit ass best western you know, <laughs> so, you know, who, and that was out in wall. So then you, you know, didn't want to shine a black light in there. No, did you? you did not. You did not. <laughs> but, I mean, to, to, to get the rates that we've got for FTBM. Yep. Just crazy, stupid. It's a once in a lifetime thing. The best Western. Yeah. The There's best more Western DNA best. than you yep. wanted. Yeah. There's a lot of hidden DNA at the best Western. Get you a little mini <laughs> black light keychain. Yes. Yeah. Just wander yourself. into one room and just wear my CSI hat. It's a Jackson Pollock painting. I think too, you know, for, for anybody who has been out there and knows kind of where everything is situated. And for those of you who haven't been out there, um, when you do get out to the iron horse and you realize, you know, if you really do want to do the, you know, super dumb thing and go get a really good cup of coffee like Dave does, um, you know, you can go to a nice coffee place that's right in Sturgis, or you can go to, uh, uh, you know, kind of a little bit more of a, a, uh, uh, top end place that, uh, Greg and I went to and spearfish. There's a nice place in there. I mean, there's, there's so many places that are fun to ride to that are really close. You can get all of that stuff there. You know, if you want some chicken wings and pizza, they have it right there at the I bar. I mean, I'm, I, I can say honestly that, I don't know that I've looked forward to one of these any more than I'm looking forward to this one. And we're a full year away from it. And I'm, mm. I'm just absolutely, actually, you know what? We're not, we're not a year away. 10 months, no. we're 10 10 months. months away, yep. 10 months away. It's going to take me that long to get my bike ready. 
Yeah, it might take Tony that long. I mean, can you imagine ten months, Tony? You might have a boner for ten months before we even before we even get out to this place. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to get pregnant, now's the time. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> take more than a blue pill to fix that. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Damn, though. I, I I heard some rumors, and if those rumors are true, it sounds like uh, t- it sounds like Tony's bike is going to give give a lot of boners. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hmm. hoping mine's gone through a few changes itself come next July. It's time. It's some possible time. plans over the over the winter. Make some shit happen. Mm. Well, we're going to pop the cherry on uh, Brittany's bike next year. She, her riding out to South Dakota. Twisted cherry. What do you mean? Well, that should be your first like truly long tour on, a, on that bike. Yeah, if we ride out there, it'll be the longest yet. It's a fucking I know, clip. I know, I know being being there is going to be the best part of it, but the freaking rides is going to be fun. You know, I like. Well, I was telling Tony the other day when he and I were talking. I mean, I'll, I'll like, Tony. I'm still going to send you the those those places, but they're just the journey out there. There's some really cool places to stop that you just don't see anywhere else. You know, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm looking forward yeah. to, man. Is is seeing stuff that. Yeah, dude. I would it, never if, see, you know. I mean, I mean the, the dignity statue out in in Chamberlain. I mean, there's just all kinds of cool stuff. Tony, you know what you're going to be blown away by? When you truly get to the upper Midwest in July, you're going to be blown away by the fact that you're you're going to end your day, you're going to go to your hotel, and there's going to be four or five more fucking hours of sunlight before <laughs> before it gets dark. Oh, I thought you were going to say. I, I thought you were going to tell me he's well, going to stop at the hotel and go to the come and go. No, well, the dude. first thing I'm going to find when I'm out there is a fucking meat raffle. <laughs> well, you can come put your name in here before you leave. I want to go to a meat raffle. God damn it. <laughs> You probably you might be able to find a gun raffle while you're at I it. I want to see what kind of meat is given away at this raffle. <laughs> Dustin, did you just invite him over to your area to put in for a meat raffle? I mean, he could get some. you can get some good case right. meat in those meat I'm raffles, not looking for any tube steak or trouser trout. <laughs> I'm looking okay, for some. I'll just keep riding by then. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get some. to eat Missouri. I just passed on trouser trout. You might be able to get some Rocky Mountain oysters, Tony, at those. Uh, uh, at those Tony, what if it's descaled? <laughs> well, I guess if it's going to have to be, descaled be the way to go. I wonder, if, I wonder if they'll still have that testicle festival going on, Ryan, now that place we stopped at. We will know about it because if we do, we're going to go on the dick ride, and the dick ride will go right by the testicle festival. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll no, wait for I'm you not all. Right. I'm not riding. I'll wait for you all at the route. end of that ride. No, you're going on the dick ride, Tony. No, because, I'm a vagina because, man. It, <laughs> uh, uh, the dick ride is just the shape of the ride that it sh- that it shows on the map. But is that it is a very good ride. Well, do they have a a route that's shaped like a football? And they have lots of routes. I mean, you could probably find a football route. I mean, where are you going with the football? I'm not the shape. The shape of it, you know, like a vagina. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Never that thought would, of vagina uh, that one as a didn't football. Cross my mind, that would be intimidating. I mean, the next that, time that laces in or see, laces out. Listen, yeah. The next, the next time you see Good a guy Lord. holding holding a football by the point when they're ready to punt, and they just just envision that football in a punt position. There you go. 
Or a uh, sideways well. RB sandwich you pick. <laughs> I don't know what's going on That's up there. That's probably in the more realistic. I'm out of here. Thanks yeah, for joining us tonight on the, on up the there Five in the Midwest, Midwest podcast. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. We have the meats. We have uh, the meats. <laughs> oh my god! Truly, really, Tony, which way are you gonna go? I don't are you, know, are you man. You gonna come here and meet me? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go through St. Louis. I'm well, still looking at. We ought to just do. Um, Whoever's coming with you, just come here, and then we'll go up. Uh, what is it? We'll go up all the, up the side of the river in Illinois, all the way up. See, yeah, the, the river road. river road ride. Yeah. Yeah. Ride or the river go, road or go across up. Iowa and come up through Vermilion up. Yeah, because I was Sioux thinking, Falls. I looked like if I took river all the way up, you know, it'll meet the northwest corner of Illinois. Then you could take Iowa all the way across, and then maybe like Sioux Falls would be a good stop for the night. That's yeah, usually where I stop before I go in. It's because so it's, it's three hundred six twenty four from my house. Well, I, if you guys if you guys are going to go that way through Sioux Falls, I could figure out whenever you were going to be down there, and I could meet you guys in Sioux Falls and head on over that way. Yeah. I think because it's only Sioux Falls is like three hundred and sixty miles, I think, to to Whitewood. That was yeah. That's the last the last day. Because I could drive down to Sioux Falls. I mean, I, I've done that I, when I went down to Dustin's. I did that after work one day. Just rode to Sioux Falls and then stayed there and then. Road across, so we'll How look at the big balls you? on Ryan. God damn it! <laughs> I'll just know ride it. there for fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like Forrest Gump well. on a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just rode to Sioux Falls for fun. I just rode to All Sioux right. Falls today. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have some interesting questions in the Discord, so. Well, we better hurry up. I think I've delayed you all quite a bit coming in late. Yeah, we're we're, already at one. We're over an hour already, so. Sioux Falls is four hours away from me, 317 miles. I'd bust out that after work, no problem. Let's do two questions. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. Uh, Christian has one, Christian Customs, who did come to FDBM. He's one of the cool kids. Do FDBers like the format of no sponsorship prizes to give away at this year at FDBM over last year? That is a that's a strong question. But yeah. I mean, we didn't do the giveaways this year because of the bike. Yep, correct. Uh, for so, well, we had so much support given to us by a lot of people that are regularly sponsoring. You know, FDM yeah. that we didn't yeah. want to overwhelm anybody else with any more requests. That Correct. we wanted FDBM this year to be about the bike giveaway, yeah, and yeah. not not everything else. It, it was uh, next year there will be some sponsorship giveaways, but this year we we really focused, and the bike took up a lot of time and effort too. So we mm-hmm. just didn't have a lot of time to do that, but there was still fun to be had. We gave away a lot of fun. Yeah, we gave away a lot of fun. Don't not going to ask Mark's no question. No, no we got. Well, that's going to give it away. Here, there, there's we'll one here. There's a good one from Chop Stewie. Uncle Vic. Has okay, go one. ahead, read it, Dave. Uh, Ryan and Percy, have you ever given thought to doing an iron butt? We wouldn't want Cox to get his too dirty. What his bike? His butt. His bike. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. My bike will. Um, I've thought about it, and you know what? I I I, I did my own personal best this year, um, <clears throat> and uh, it it beat Dave by a few miles. Fuck and you, his dude. own personal best. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. And you I, just I had to like, do it. 
I did like 787. I think it was something like that. Um, after doing that and knowing the time and, and kind of what, how much time I ha- I spent sitting during that day, um, waiting for Bob and with Nick's broke down bike, I know I could do an iron butt. I really don't have anything to prove in doing one. Um, I think if I ever did one, it would be more out of necessity than just to do an iron butt. I'm not going to do an iron butt for the sake of doing one, but if I had to ride a thousand miles to make something happen or to be somewhere at a certain time, I, I would do that. That's what I, I say about the iron butt. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna agree. There's no there's no reward there for me that would say it's enough for me to sit down and just plan it. I don't, I don't need to do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know, do one and collect the receipts and send it in no. to get a patch. I'm not gonna do that. I don't need but to if, work. Right. You know? But if I if I had to do a thousand miles to get somewhere to do something or to make an obligation or you know for some reason I couldn't get the right time off and and FDBM was a thousand miles away that year. Um, I would do it for something like that, but that's the yeah. only reason. Yeah, I mean, Bob Bob did it on the way home from FDBM this yeah, year. He did. I mean, I so, think yeah. it's a, that's a good point, right? It's there's a difference. If I need to get somewhere and I and it's part of my journey, and I'm going to enjoy it, I got no problem going a thousand miles. Yep. Yep. But I don't want the stress of having to plan everything and then manage the receipts. And then you have to stay on a schedule. It, it just takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. For well, sure. I mean, for us probably, but I mean, for some people that's their, their jam. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, that this, is the fun for some but people. Yeah, that a, is the fun of the it. the question to me and Ryan, not yeah. the rest of the fucking world that we don't care about. Well, you two grouchy <laughs> oh, cocksuckers. Geez. I mean, I'm just saying you two grumpy old motherfuckers. I mean, it's just what it is. <laughs> No, but that I was don't a good to collect question. the receipts. That was a good question. Fuck the receipts. <laughs> fuck the re- man. Fuck those receipts. I'll make my own patch. Here's That's one from question. Uncle Vic. BMW just stopped all sales of new bikes in the U.S. Probably over EPA compliance. What do you think this does to a brand? Harley and BMW have brand loyal customers, and that's not a lie. I don't think in the long run it would make a difference. Indian, on the other hand, question mark. Hmm. It's an interesting what aspect um, because because you know Volkswagen had to stop selling vehicles a few years ago in the U.S. because they lied about their their diesel stuff. Who else? Who else did that when you hooked it up to the computer? It changed the it changed the compliance. Was that Volkswagen? Volkswagen was the big one. They, there's I think they were the first ones that got busted. Right, because when you hooked it up to the EPA thing, it changed the engine so yeah. that it, it, it would match EPA standards, and then you unplugged it and it went back to the way it was. Yeah, It had some sort of default in there, and I don't think that that affected you know, much. I, I don't really know. Well, it cost them a shit ton of money because they had to buy back those vehicles or they had to offer whatever. Right. A buddy of mine got a, good, got a new vehicle out of the deal. Right. I think, you know, I think we all have experienced recalls on vehicles that we purchased, um, you know, cars and trucks and that kind of th- thing. Um, and in fact, Harley did stop production, right? Uh, what was that? Two or three years ago, right after the M eight, they had, was it, did they stop production? Um, or was it during COVID? There was a, they were, they were having trouble getting microchips or something. Well, yeah. But does anybody yeah, know I mean, that was all during COVID? Why BMA, yeah. uh, BMW did this? I, 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 I don't, I actually don't know. I don't know why they did it. So I'm on adventuremotorcycle.com. It says the decision to temporarily halt sales is voluntary and not a result of regulatory mandates. BMW says it has identified an issue with materials in the evaporative system of these motorcycles prompting the stop sale. So it's a, 
Okay. A mechanical Recall. issue. Yeah. yeah. Sure. No, I I think that's I mean that first I off, mean, it's a responsible thing to do. So kudos yeah. to BMW. Yeah. yeah. If a company is continually having quality issues, I would say, yeah, it's gonna damage their you know what I mean? Their oh, reputation. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna stop buying from them. But if they're right. doing the responsible thing, you know, and they are still putting out good products, then we're still going to buy. It doesn't matter. Right. It's yeah, just I, how I, we are. We're all consumers. Loyal, loyal customers are loyal customers. And I think if they stop, if they stop production to fix a problem, we are going to see that that's probably, like Dave said, the responsible thing to do as opposed to just continuing to put out shitty product. Um yeah, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that that's going to make a difference. And honestly, like in terms of brand loyalty, I think Indians' customer base is also brand loyal. Man, fuck those motherfuckers! <laughs> those piece of shit. <laughs> so I don't Better think late would, than never, Tony. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it would affect Indian either. I think that their their customers are also brand loyal to their their brand, and if they stop production because of a, a quality issue, and then they resumed when that quality issue was was fixed, I don't think that would affect their customers. Well, base. if they were to stop production for a quality issue, they would never have existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think about it. There's five of us here. We all ride Harley Davidson. Yeah. If if they stop production for a month, would it? Would it do anything to any of us? No. No. Exactly. No. Yep. Because no. none of us are in if the If they did a recall on my bike, it wouldn't do anything. I mean, I, I've no. had recalls on other vehicles I've owned. So. No, right. just get it fixed and move yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. yep. Don't need but to if you were, a <clears throat> Like I said, if you were seeing tons of problems with the bikes over and over, you know, various things where it's showing that there's a quality issue, then, yeah, fuck that. I'll go get something else. But, I mean... You know, the thing is, if, if you think about it, the, the Harley motor, uh, what is it expected? 80, 100,000 miles? Oh, it better um, be more than that, dude. Well, I, I, I mean, mean, I mean usually for a small engine, you know what I mean? Uh, when I say small engine, something that's not like in a car, but a motorcycle engine, I mean, people usually only expect 40 or 50,000 miles. The fuck? Out of some, out of some of them, out of some of those dirt bikes and dirt bikes, but you know what I'm saying. And then you look at a Harley and, you know, people are getting 100, 150,000 miles before they have to do anything to them. Yeah. I mean, that's in my book, that's as reliable as it gets. Yeah, you know, for sure. It, it's interesting because I went uh, just a couple of months ago, I re-upped my prepaid maintenance and they had to look at how to do it because they'd never had anyone who had ever prepaid for maintenance in that short a time for the number of miles that I did. I went up to the 45,000. So it's, it's interesting. Here's some I just, numbers. It said Harley Davidson engines typically last between 60,000 and 250,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. Better be 250, motherfucker. Yeah. But Tony, ports, I just did something. engines lasting as long as 400,000 miles to even a million. I just did something today, um, or not today, but on my last trip, I just did something that Tony's never seen in his life. What, I just crossed out of the closet. I, I crossed over. I crossed over forty thousand miles on my Harley. Nice. You've never seen a Harley no in your shit. garage over forty thousand, dude. I've never seen one over four. No, I'm lying. <laughs> my Sportster was. I put well, a, over ten on that one. one. Oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah, I crossed. I crossed that's over forty thousand on my bike. That yeah. surprises me. When did you? You bought the? Did you buy your bike the same time I bought the Fat Bob? Or before? I bought mine in 2018. It had one owner that put 235 miles on it. He bought it Still brand okay. new. 
so and traded it in. So mine. he, so I, I put all but 235 miles on that. So I consider it pretty much. Okay. I mean, he didn't even break in the motor. Right? Yeah, I'm just thinking. I, I would have assumed that you've ridden more miles than I have over the last four years. Yeah, I, five years, I, but, but you haven't. I haven't. No, because um, of my time off. Right. Because I've so done. I put 11,000 miles on my bike in four in, in yeah. essentially four months, five I've months. Done, uh, fifty thousand. Between on yours bob, between the fat bob and the road glide oh okay this last year that, oh no in, time, in the lifetime time period yeah, yeah I'm over my, that time at the fat bob just after you got yours yep it was 2019 when i got my fat bob sure so yeah cool. it's it's uh i, I mean uh, for me i guess i kind of look at it like maybe that maybe the time off is good because i might have a hundred thousand miles on my bike if i didn't have time off <laughs> yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking there's another episode of the Five Duty Bikers podcast. Thank you guys all for showing up and listening and continuing to support what we're doing here. Hey, much appreciated. We, uh, Thank you. Before we go, and I don't, I don't want to get into any details here, but I just, I, you know, on behalf of all of us and the the uh, FDB community, want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Nomad, yeah. Nomad Matt, um, you know, we love you. You're part of our family, and uh, Mr. John Doe. Who, yeah. uh, definitely, you know, we, we're here and, uh, yeah, just want to give a shout out. Are you following the five dirty bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at five dirty bikers.